the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Clothes from a heavenly tailor. We'll talk about that next on today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing. Here in Galatians chapter 3, the Apostle Paul talks to us about being clothed in Christ. Now, what does that mean? One of those Christian terms that more often than not gets lost in translation. So today, we'll translate that for you and give you some practical ideas as to what that looks like to be clothed in Christ. Galatians chapter 3, verses 26 through 29 is where we find ourselves. And this is Times of Refreshing. From the Well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California. With today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing, once again, our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. Just your very presence can cause a shift and a change. Just you being on the scene or in an atmosphere or in a place and people knowing that not only do you know the truth, but you're living a lifestyle that's different than, than, than people are, are accustomed to, it causes something to shift in them. Have you ever walked in a room and there was a bunch of gibberish going on and you walked in and everybody, shh, shh, uh-oh, preacher's here. You didn't have to say anything. But just your very presence. Why? Because when you have Christ who is the truth in your life, it has the ability to make manifest or expose the things of darkness. And it's not just what you're saying, but it's who is upon you that makes the difference. And for us, we want to embrace this of, uh, about who God is making us and what he's forging in our lives. He's not just revealing the truth to us. He's revealing the truth through us as he changes our lives and he's getting us going in a certain direction. He says here, therefore, he says, stand therefore, having gird your waist with truth. He says, having put on the breastplate of what? Righteousness. Christ Jesus does not just make us righteous. He is our righteousness. And we have to embrace this. I was just looking at this in the book of 1 Corinthians. He's not, he doesn't just reveal righteousness to us. But he becomes our righteousness as we embrace him. And then that righteousness is forged in our lives on a day-to-day basis. Well, this, whether you and I realize it or not, is the armor, part of the armor of God. He's clothing you in righteousness. He's causing righteousness to be revealed in your life. And as you live a righteous life, it pushes back the, 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 uh, uh, the enemy's forces and deceptions and schemes. And as you stand in righteousness, as you just stand in righteousness, 
it affects change and it, and it has an impression upon people. We have to embrace this aspect of who Christ is, of what Christ is doing in our lives and who he's making us. He wants us to live righteously as he has placed his righteousness in our lives. And so for all of us here, we have to embrace us. And it's just a matter of standing in that. Things may be going on in your home, maybe in your marriage, on your job, in life, things happen. But will you, will you, will you straddle the fence or will you take the righteous stand? Now I'm standing with righteousness on this one. And ultimately, God will fight our battles and will win the wars if we're willing to do that. But what happens to people is we, we start compromising. The enemy starts putting pressure. You guys are being unloving and un- you're not inclusive. What does that mean, though? You have to define, does that mean that I have to compromise God's holy standard? Because if that's the case, then it's not going to happen. And I think what we have to do is we have to see how God, he's looking for just for people to be clothed in Christ, to be clothed in his armor and being willing to just stand. But you see it all the time. People will stand for a while, but if the enemy puts enough pressure on them, then they start cowering back. Why, well, you know, you know, we, we can't do that, you know, but there's a place When you understand your environment where God says, okay, you're going to stand with this. I can't control what everybody else is doing, but I will stand. And I'm going to stand clothed in Christ. Can I have an amen? He says this. He says in verse 14, stand therefore having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the the preparation of the gospel of peace. The key word here is preparation. Preparation, a lot of times we think about the gospel of peace, but what the the weapon is, is preparation. It's preparation of the gospel of peace. So when I get prepared, being prepared is a weapon. Can I have an amen? That means I study my Bible. I know what the gospel is. I know what Jesus did. I know what he said. I know how he lived. I know his nature. And as I prepared myself with the gospel of peace, then that becomes a weapon. And it causes me to be able to stand in the midst of maybe awkward situations where people will try to trip me up on what God says. Have you ever had a Jehovah's Witness knock on your door? Now, let me say this to you. They know their stuff. You better know your stuff. Can I have an amen? If you're going to open the door, now some of y'all don't even open the door, y'all. Me no home. Me no home. I'm not here. Saints, what I'm saying is, is this. You have to, all of us have to be prepared with the gospel of peace. As we are prepared, it causes us to be able to stand and withstand against the tax that may come our way. And in moments when people try to confuse us with who Jesus is. Let me say this to you. (laughs) Right now, from a, a global standpoint, just the spirit of this age standpoint, the devil is trying to redefine who Jesus is. And let me say this. I've been watching this closely for the last maybe 10 years, just watching it. Well, Jesus wouldn't do that. Jesus would just, Jesus would do this and Jesus would that, do that. And 
Have you read your Bible? No, but I just know that Jesus wouldn't do that. He, he wasn't that type of guy. And the enemy's trying to redefine who Jesus is. That's why we have to be prepared with the gospel of peace so that we understand who, who Jesus really is and what he would do and what he does and what he's doing. Because the world is trying to redefine him. Watch it, saints. Watch it. So preparation for us is so important. And it is, it is a weapon. He says here in verse 16, Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Now, we've read these scriptures thousands of times. We know these scriptures. But saints, you got to know them. When, you're in, you, when you and I are in the midst of attacks and when we're ultimately the devil, he wants to attack our faith. But we take the shield of faith and we use it as a weapon to repel all of the, the darts, the fiery darts of the wicked one. And I think this is the thing that happens for all of us. We got to learn to use our weapons the way that they, there's one thing to stand which we're going to do. But it's another thing to take that which God has given, given us and use it as an instrument to fight off the attacks. And your faith is critical. He says, above all, he says, you need, we need to use our faith. Stop allowing the devil to lie to you. And then you believe it. Know who you are. Embrace who you are. Accept who you are. Confess who you are. Declare who you are. Let the devil know that's not what God said in his word. That's not the truth. That is a lie. I don't believe that. I, I have faith in God. Learn to rest in God. Can I have an amen? And this is what our faith does. And we got to start learning how to talk about what God is doing. Declare what God is doing. Tell the devil to be quiet and keep on believing God. Can I have an amen? This is what we have to do. It's amazing how people just, the, the devil will say one thing to them and they'll just embrace it instead of using their faith. Oh, are you going to die? No, I'm not. I'm going to live by the power of God. You just watch me keep on living by the power of God. We got to learn to do this. But we just embrace it. And, you know, I'm, I'm confused. Confused about what? What did Jesus say to you? What did he say in his word? What did he declare in his word concerning your life? Know who we are. And that's what faith does. We, because the devil will sit back and he'll shoot darts. And those darts are thoughts into your brain. To convince you that God isn't who he is and he's not going to do what he said he'd do in your life. And it says fiery darts. So that means the goal is to, for something to catch fire in your life. So that it begins to spread and tear up every bit of foundation that God has established in your life. Somebody say we need faith. We got to use our faith, saints. And this is something that God is through Christ... Through Christ, God has given us access to, and we have to learn how to, how to use this. But we'll sit back, and we don't fight back. Why? Because we've got this picture of Jesus being this passive figure that just lets everybody beat him up and just listed. But, but listen, we have to understand when Jesus 
came the first time he was coming to sacrificially lay down his life to die for our sins. And his scourging and public humiliation and his, the debt for sin and all these things were, were necessary. But let me remind you that when he got up out of that grave, he ascended to the right hand of the Father and he is clothed in all glory and all majesty. And that he is not just a lamb, that he is a lion. And he took the keys of the kingdom and he gave them to Apostle Peter. And I want all of us to realize that Apostle Peter opened the gateway and the door for the Jews and for the Gentiles to receive salvation. And for us to embrace Jesus, not only just as a lamb, but also as a lion. And there is a place in us where we have to learn to get our shield of faith out and begin to talk and declare and proclaim what our king has said. Do you know that he's a king? That he rules over everything. That nothing, no one has ever. Saints, we got to get this in our minds. He's not hanging up on that cross anymore. He's sitting on the right hand of the Father. Can I have an amen? And so for us, we have to embrace this aspect. And even when it comes to your life, start talking faith. Start using your faith. Start letting the enemy know that, wait a minute, no, 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 no. My God is more than able. And that no weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up against me in the day of judgment, the Lord shall condemn. This is the inheritance of the saints. Can I have an amen up in I feel this. I feel this right now. I feel something right now. I feel this right now. Because what, what happens is we don't learn in a in a in a godly way to put our foot down. No, no, it's not, that's not what God said. And we listen to the media and we listen to this and that. I'm not against the media. I mean, I, love, I mean, there's some great people, but what I'm saying is this. They don't tell me what my future is going to be. God does. God does. And what makes sense to man can I have an amen? A lot of times people think, I mean, well, it doesn't make sense. What well, doesn't have to make sense to you? It makes perfect sense to God. God told those people to go down there and they go down to the, the, to the, to the, uh, the Red Sea and just stand right there. Lift up his hands and watch what happens. Voila. They walk over on dry ground. What I'm saying is it doesn't make sense all the time, but it makes sense to God. Release your faith. Because the next step is, is the step that brings it all together. Look what he says here. Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And take the helmet of what? South. And this is the issue. Christ, the Bible says that we have the mind of Christ. The helmet protects your mind. Why? Because at the heart of it all, the devil is trying to access your thought system. He's trying to access your thought life to try to bring confusion concerning who God is. That's why he wants us to be clothed with Christ. And part of us being clothed with Christ is that Christ begins to change our minds so that we start thinking like him. But what happens is people sit back and let the enemy... Attack their brain. 
You, you and I cannot do this. And I'm going to do a study. I was just telling them this week, I'm going to do a, I'm going to do a study on, uh, on loneliness. I was telling Elder Cleve and some other. I'm going to do a study on this because the scripture, we were talking about this at home, honey. Mary, that we, were talking, we were talking about how the Bible says this. That it was not good for man to be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. Scripture says. Now a lot of times we just think that has only to do with matrimony. But one of the things that I love about God is God knows that, that there's something inherent within us. And whether you realize it or not, where we need other people. That we need that he's made us to be relational, so we need other people. And sometimes that means marriage. Sometimes that means just somebody's comparable to you that you can relate to. Because, and the thing I love about God is God wasn't insecure. He said, no, he said I'm good, but you need somebody else too. Because God could have just came down and said, well, you don't need anybody. I'm going to hang out with you. And there's a place for us hanging out with God. But then there's a place where God has built us where we need relationships. And he wants us to have healthy relationships. And so what happens is, is this, two things. Number one, God, he takes the, the, uh, the solitary, I think it says, and he places them into families. And so his desire is for us to, to get around. We've got to begin to develop. Now watch this. A pack mentality. Ooh, I like that. Have you ever watched the Animal Channel? And how the lions start chasing after the wildebeest. And all of a sudden they try to find one that's wounded or weak. Or they find one that's kind of lagging behind the pack. And then all of a sudden they start coming around. And they kind of box them in and they separate him from the pack so that they can have some lunch. It's the same way in the kingdom. The devil knows because it's twofold. We have to have people reaching for us, but we have to be willing to reach back. And so what happens is God says, no, 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 no. We're going to get you out of this solitary. We're going to get you out of this, this, this isolation. And I'm going to put you around some people. They may not just be, they may not be just like you. They're going to be a little different. So, but, but this is going to be your pack. And as you get in here, there's safety in that. But if the devil can get you to get isolated, start developing loneliness. Well, nobody loves me. I'm here by myself. And, and you know, nobody likes me. I was just talking to a, a kid the other day about this. And, and it's amazing how the enemy, then he starts Dealing with a person's mind. Breaks them down. And so, for all of us here, we have to realize that we need people around us that can help us to get our minds right. Let me say this to you. Stop isolating. Get up. Like I always say, turn the lights on. Open up your blinds. Let the sun come in. Stop hiding. Well, pastor, I'm sinning. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll get to all that. But get up. But people, what they do is, now watch this, saints. What people do is they develop what I would call spiritual. They, they develop, what's that skin condition? Uh, no, not eczema. Uh, 
leprosy, spiritual leprosy. And they walk around unclean, 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 unclean. Nobody get near me. Nobody get near me. I'm unclean. I'm unclean. Nobody get near me. Nobody. Can we come to your house? No, 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 no. Unclean, unclean, unclean. And, and he can't. Hey, can we go to lunch? No, no, unclean, unclean, unclean. And they don't know, but this is what they're doing. And the devil looks at him and says, yeah, I got him. But when you put the helmet on, you get your mind right. And you get people around you to get your mind right. Then you can begin to start fighting back. And you get people to say, get up. No, you're going to make it through this. Don't let the devil stop you. I know he left. I know she left. But you're not alone. We got your back. We with you. Let's go. Let's see God do something in your life. No, your life is not over. No, 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 no. You're going to live to declare the glory of God. And I know... Can I have an amen in here? We got to get people around us that can speak life into us. But we got to get that helmet on. And the mind of Christ, if you have the mind of Christ, the mind of Christ never, never sends you into isolation. That's what they do to prisoners when they want to punish them. But that's not how God functions. He says, come on in here. Get into this pack. Amen. And let's close this out. Look at verse 17. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the what? Word of God. And we talked about this a little bit when I talked about faith. We got to learn how to use the word of God as an instrument. And then he says this, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. Being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication. He says for all the saints and for me. That utterance may be given to me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. Then in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. You know, the word of God is a powerful instrument. That's why the devil tries to keep us away from it. And that's the reason why the devil tries to get people to stop talking about it. But not only the sword of the spirit, but prayer. Prayer not only just for yourself and for your family. He says for others. He says praying for your leaders in your church. He said, for, he said pray for me. That's what Apostle Paul said. That, that I may make bold openly, you know, the gospel. I'm an ambassador in chains, but I want to keep declaring the word of God. We got to learn to also pray. When we embrace who Christ is and we put on Christ, a byproduct of that is going to be truth righteousness, preparation, faith, salvation, no one understanding the power of salvation in your mind, use of the word of God, prayer, it becomes our lifestyle, it becomes who we are, and we don't have to do some big, great, spectacular thing, but if we stand in truth and in righteousness in preparation and faith and salvation and have the word of God and prayer, then what it does is it ultimately begins to affect change in our communities and our lives. And people all around us begin to wonder and they begin to see that there's hope in Jesus. And so saints, I want to encourage you today as we're going forth in our lives that the days are getting darker. But I want to remind you 
that you're going to get brighter. And the darker it gets, the brighter you're going to get. And the brighter you're going to get. And the more we're fighting from a spiritual standpoint, the more we're going to see victories and victories and victories. But my job as your pastor is to make sure that I'm constantly trying to help us to get equipped for this. Because at the end of the day, this that I just described today in in Ephesians chapter 6, this is what's going to win the battle. Not Occupy Oakland. Not yelling at people and going off on people and talking crazy. No, this. This is how we win. And thanks be to God who always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. And you're listening to Pastor Napoleon Kaufman here today on Times of Refreshing. Our desire is to see you grow in Christ through the daily ministry of God's Word. And as you take time to spend with us studying God's Word, we trust you are being encouraged in Christ. You can reach out to us by phone, 925-292-7800, 925-292-7800, or write to us, Times of Refreshing, 2333 Nissan Drive. Livermore, California. The zip code is 94551. You're also welcome to visit our website, thewellchurch.net. It's a great place to visit if you would like information regarding who we are, where we meet, what we're about. Past sermons are available online there, as well as our online store. And you can even get connected with us there. Again, thewellchurch.net. I would invite you to join us on either our church app, at our website, thewellchurch.net, or on our YouTube channel for our weekly message at 1030. Pastor Napoleon will share a message from the Lord just like he used to with his program, Hope of Glory. And remember to be faithful as well during this time of challenge with your giving. You can give online through our website, through the church app, or by mail to the church office. And we are praying and standing on His truths during this time and remembering that God is in control and we're praying for you. Thank you for joining us today. Until next time, God bless. 